At Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary, it is our privilege to partner with local churches both in the United States and around the world in training men for the gospel ministry. If your church supports CBTS with $200 a month and a commitment to pray for us, any student in your church can attend CBTS tuition-free. To learn more about how you can partner with us in providing informed scholarship with Pastoral Heart, visit cbtseminary.org. Welcome to the Modern Merriman Podcast with Tom Hicks and John DeVito. Modern Merriman is a podcast on the Man of God Network brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. We're hosting a weekly conversation on the law and the gospel so that church leaders and Christian lay people will rightly divide the word of truth. Hey, Tom, it's good to see you again. Hey, John, it's great to see you too, man. And uh, once again, we have a guest with us. So for those who uh, weren't able to hear the previous episode, uh, Tom, please reintroduce our friend here. Absolutely. We have the privilege of having with us Nathan White, who is pastor of Christ Reformed Baptist Church in Lookout Mountain. Um, he did his undergrad at Covenant College and is MDiv at Westminster Theological Seminary, California, and also IRBS. And we are talking with him about the Dominion Mandate once again uh, the, uh, today. So, Nathan, it's great to have you with us. Uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, brother. Well, t- to start us off on our discussion of the Dominion Mandate today, uh, do you think that all of humanity should, in some sense, seek to carry out the Dominion Mandate? How would you answer this question? As you see, you know, we have so many books today, biblical theology books, so many, you know, discussions of these first chapters of Genesis emphasizing that we are under the Dominion Mandate. Uh, what do you think? We talked in the last episode about. Uh, the Dominion Mandate and its connection with the Covenant of Works. And I, I think it's really, really important um, that we understand and think through kind of the implications of that, because we know that the Covenant of Works is broken, has been broken by Adam. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in fact, I think, you know, what's really helpful and insightful here is the book of Ecclesiastes, when you ask Amen. about religion. Uh, that, that's part of his lament, that everything is vanity. Everything is striving after the wind. You know, he talks about in chapter two about how he kept himself from nothing, whatever his heart found pleasure in. And and he talks about a lot of cultural endeavors there, uh, the toil of his hands and and, and um, working under the sun. But but then he laments. And he laments that, that, that man will die and that someone else will come after him. Um, who will be master over all of his work and, and might bring it to ruin. Um, and he mourns that, that man returns to the dust from which he came, just like the animals. And so th- I think in the part of his lament is the fact that the covenant of works or, or the purpose, the dominion mandate, for lack of a better term, that God set before man in creation can no longer be obtained. And, and I think that must inform our understanding of the creation mandate because i mean just think about it and no matter how much we do we can't ever really fully take dominion our forefathers came to this land um to to build a city on the hill um uh, a city of of christianity of justice and, and you look at our country now and we're <laughs> we're a long way from 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 how it began because no matter how much we accomplish, um, we're going to die and somebody else might bring it to ruin, probably will bring it to ruin. 
And so, you know, when we talk about should we seek to carry out the dominion mandate, I think it's very important that, that we look at it through the lens of the, of the covenant of works and how it's been broken. Thank you, brother. Yeah, that's, that's really helpful. How then do you see the dominion mandate uh, as it relates to Christ? Well, we know Christ, of course, is the second Adam. And so maybe a better way of answering the previous question is, um, you know, you've heard the famous phrase or the meme, you're not David. Um, <laughs> well, you're, you're not Adam either. Amen. Thank the Lord. Mm. Adams. Uh, we, we, um, you know, um, we don't take on Adam's commission, the dominion mandate in the covenant of works. And, and that's why scripture directs us to the second Adam. And so, and, and this, you know, I guess maybe to step back and, and look at things through a big picture, you got to start with the covenants, right? I mean, what, what has God done for me and how does he expect me to respond? What covenant has he um, entered into with us and how does it ground the indicatives of how we then act? And um, so just like we talked in the previous episode about going back to the origins of life and our origin shape us. Uh, well, scripture points us to our origin, not in Adam in Christ. I mean, if I were to just ask you two gentlemen, how many times does the New Testament point us to Adam as the model of the Christian life? Zero. How many times does... (laughs) Thank you. Yes, thank you. (laughs) How many times does the New Testament point us to the second Adam? Of course. Jesus Christ is, is the one... You know, we are being conformed into his image. We are being remade uh, into his image. And, and he is the one who um, ultimately fulfilled the covenant of works. Um, if you look at each aspect of the covenant of works, um, he, he fulfills it um, in a sense. Okay, he be fruitful and multiply. Well, he, he has offspring that is filling the earth, children of God, born by the spirit um, on the basis of his person of work. Uh, he's taking dominion over over not just the earth, but the principalities and powers and spiritual forces in the heavenly places. Um, he's he's conquered um, of the dust of the ground in 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 re- uh, rising from the dead. He's entered God's Sabbath rest, fulfilling that 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 uh, that end goal set before Adam in creation. So, if we are in Christ, then we need to look to Christ and to the covenant which He has made with us, the covenant of grace, the new covenant for our understanding of the dominion mandate rather than Adam and his failure breaking the covenant of works. Yeah, that's uh, uh, really important for us to, to remember as we consider uh, uh, who does fulfill the dominion mandate. And of course we rejoice in the fact that it is uh, our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ and, and, not dependent in any sense on on us. So appreciate that, Nathan. And, you know, we do see our Lord give us a, a mandate and very specifically. And, and I think that in every respect, it, it mirrors for the eschatological kingdom, 
the original dominion mandate, Matthew 28. All authority has been given to me. Go into the world, make disciples, baptize them, teach them everything that I've commanded you. Um, and that, in a sense, is the dominion mandate for the Christian in Christ, I, I, I would argue. Yeah, that, that's the charge, the commission of the new covenant. In the new covenant, we're not commanded to expand the borders of the Garden of Eden and conquer the earth and, you know, build a Christian empire on the on the earth instead we are to preach the gospel for the conversion of souls the establishment of churches the sanctification of saints and and then that the kingdom would advance that way i i think that's excellent very good brother hmm. so and, what are some go ahead and one thing i would add to that tom sorry to interrupt was Please. you know when we talk about okay well that, that seems like an easy and, and, and simplistic way or maybe, you know, to dismiss the whole dominion mandate um, uh, kind of emphasis. But but we I think we do have to wrestle with the question. We still are part of Adam, physically, at least we're not we're not in him covenantally or spiritually if we are in Christ. Uh, but John Calvin would speak of the image of God as as being, you know, uh, like the ruins of an ancient castle uh, after sin. The vestiges of glory still remain, but it's a shadow of what it once was. And I think that might be a helpful way of looking at the original dominion mandate. Uh, we still work the ground, uh, imaging our creator. Uh, we have, we have children. We're fruitful and multiply. I mean, we see both of those emphasized, uh, in the curse. Um, and of course, blood, and there's this, there's this reissuing of, of kind of, um, the dominion mandate, for lack of a better term, and, and the emphasis is on uh, being fruitful. So those are still legitimate endeavors as part of kind of God's common kingdom or common world. Um, but um, it's, it's dangerous when we confuse that with, of course, our commission as Christians in Christ. Yeah, it seems like it's a question of goal. Like, what's the end you know, of, of the covenant that we're in. Well, the end of Adam's covenant is different from, uh, uh, is different in the sense of our calling. So what we're commanded to do and accomplish ourselves in the covenant of grace is different from what Adam was called to do in the covenant of works. So, yeah. Amen. Yeah. So, so what are some dangers do you think to be aware of when we, if people misunderstand the dominion mandate? What could happen? Well, again, I think it goes back to how our origins shape so much of our life. And, 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 and you know, Richard Barcellus has the book Getting the Garden Right. And, uh, you know, there's there's some legitimacy even just to the title itself. Uh, getting the garden right is so important to getting the gospel right, getting, getting the Christian life right as well. Um, but what I've observed in my own experience is that, you know, uh, Dominion Mandate, as it's often kind of articulated in, in, in some reform circles, neo-Calvinistic circles, uh, frequently confuses law and gospel. Uh, or the covenant works with the covenant of grace. Hmm. And, um, and, and of course, that's, that's, that's all encompassing when it comes to the Christian life and interpreting the commands of Scripture. Um, I think it also confuses the mission of the church with what we might say um, are kind of legitimate missions of individuals or individual Christians. Uh, our, our endeavor to, to be good neighbors and to be good citizens 
uh, is confused oftentimes with with the commission that is given to the church as the church, which, as we spoke of earlier, is is the great great commission. And um, I think alongside this too, if you just taking those two things in account, uh, there's absolutely a a a a danger of being um, overly focused on the things of this world mm. and the accomplishments of this world. And, and this kind of conflicts directly with, with say, for example, uh, how Paul exor- exhorts the church in uh, Colossians chapter three, where we have this, you know, exhortation. If we've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is and set your minds on those things as well. And uh, it, it, we, the dominion mandates too easily takes our eyes off of Christ, his rule and his kingdom and how he is building and extending that kingdom. And it confuses it and places our focus on our progress here and now. And and whether we are successful in that, whether we are making progress in things of this world and and that, and that, you know, in in that arena, it it really brings some dangers to the Christian life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's such an important um, practical reality of, of when we don't get, uh, as you say, get the garden right, uh, don't have a proper understanding of these things. What what then do you, as kind of a follow-up, maybe build a little bit more on this, are the implications, or some implications then for the Church of Christ uh, when we properly understand the dominion mandate, kind of the, the flip of, of maybe some of what the, the dangers there. Yes, John, and, and I think that I do want to take a, a step back and, and just kind of, at least in some sense, um, say that that some of the dominion mandate concerns are are legitimate. Um, a lot of the emphasis is on you know being uh, careful not to separate everything in life in into secular and sacred categories. Um, to, to not just simply focus on people's souls without caring for their, for their bodies. Uh, you know, the things of that nature, there, there is some, there is some legitimate concerns and some, and, and some, some very helpful, um, um, kind of emphasis in dominion mandate theology that can be found, uh, in some sense. So I don't want to entirely dismiss it. Um, but ultimately, if we, Implications for church and the mandate, we've got to look at the advancement of the kingdom as being spiritual advancement through the ministry of word and sacrament and the advancement of the church. And um, ultimately, that is done through the proclamation of the word, through baptizing, uh, teaching um, disciples, uh, everything that Christ commanded. Um, and so, uh, first and foremost, we, we must understand it in, in that spiritual nature of, of, of fulfilling the Great Commission as the people of God. Amen, brother. Thank you very much. Um, so, if someone wanted to study this issue further, what kinds of resources might you recommend? Can you think of any books or any other resources you might recommend on the Dominion Mandate? Well, of course, I went to Westminster, California, so uh, I, I was, I'm hugely indebted to uh, Dr. David Van Drunen there. I think he's written some of the best material on that when we talk about not just the dominion mandate, but understanding 
of you know the legitimacy of of secular institutions and in secular endeavors uh so uh, his intro book is living in god's two kingdoms um he's also written two others uh that i've found helpful uh, divine covenants and moral order it's a biblical theology of natural law and another book uh natural law and two kingdoms where he studies the development of reformed social thought uh, i think that's a good place to start simply because the the, the, the research particularly in the last two books uh, just a vast amount of resources uh, that that he draws from, and and there's some there's some there's some gold there um, in in the footnotes. Um, I mentioned earlier as well, uh, Kevin DeYoung and Greg Gilbert's book, "What Is the Mission of the Church," is also a good introduction. It's a book that I that I hand out all the time, um, and uh, it, it's very helpful for understanding in very broad categories the mission of the church and and making sense of. The, the call now to, to social just, justice and bringing peace to the city and, and things of that nature. Another entry-level entry book, I think, would be Mike Horton's book, uh, Ordinary, uh, which, which, again, is some, a book that I hand out a lot to, to the layman, uh, which, which also emphasizes the legitimacy of, of the ordinary plotting of the Christian life and, and how God is pleased uh, in the ordinary um, rather than racking ourselves with guilt because we're not doing things that are extraordinary, um, that, that have, you know, great visible and obvious results for the, for, for the kingdom of God. You know, it, it strikes me that this is a really American vision of, of the future and of theology. You know, you think of other cultures, they have no thought that, that they're to take over their culture. You know, you think of Chinese and, you know, perhaps other places in the world where things are harder, but we Americans are, have wealth. We have incredible technology. We have remarkable freedom. And there's something in the hearts of Americans that wants to shine brightly. You know, we want to have our moment and be extraordinary. We want to change the world. You know, here you have, there's a whole, you know, youth movement, world changers, you know, uh, that, that, that's that's kind of in us as Americans. That's not in all cultures, and so this idea of taking dominion over the whole world uh, fits very much with Americanism, you know. As opposed to, I think the book you recommended, which I, I think is excellent, uh, Mike Horton's book Ordinary, and you know, I think that's across all churches, all traditions. It's everywhere. Uh, or not all, not all in America, all churches and traditions in America, because it's in us as Americans to get this wrong. I mean, it's in all hum human beings to want to, you know, work for our life or our redemption and not be ordinary in that sense. But Americans, I think, may be uniquely deluded into thinking that we can actually pull this off or that we should. What do you think? Does that sound right to you? Absolutely. And, and I think that maybe helps explain why so much of it nowadays is tied to social action. And that's ex amen. Yeah. Progressivism. I mean, you, you won't find emphasis on, you know, walking by the spirit and cultivating Christian virtue, uh, living just faithful, ordinary Christian lives. Uh, the emphasis is all on I mean, I don't want to throw it around too casually, but virtue signaling. We're not just yeah. doing virtue. See it and, and give glory for it. And um, unfortunately, I think that's, that's, that's kind of a very prominent aspect of, 
uh, in dominion mandate circles in that sense of the utopian and, and, and let's let everybody see what this is. And, um, in some sense, I think it can be a, a dangerous manifestation of pride. Amen. Amen. I think, you know, even, even more broadly, you look at kind of the development of Christianity through Western history and, and some of the, um, you know, more, more broad currents there that, that might lead to some of this thought, but, but, uh, definitely in contemporary American society, there's such this, such a strong undercurrent that, that, uh, we see, uh, and, and as you say, as, uh, younger, uh, Christians are seeking to take their faith seriously, uh, these kinds of things become very attractive, uh, and, and unfortunately can lead them away from the emphases, uh, of God's word and, and how we're to focus as well. So I uh, appreciate your ministry, brother, and, and uh, seeking to uh, be faithful in, in uh, the ministry of the Word and the sacrament where you are. And I want to uh, thank you for your time together with us talking about the Dominion Mandate. Uh, so I want to thank everyone today for listening to the Modern Mirror Man podcast, the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. If you'd like to know more about CBTS, please visit us online at cbtseminary.org. That's cbtseminary.org. 